The last 20 years have seen an explosion of cool tech, shiny digital apps, and progressive business models, but not all have migrated successfully to traditional banking. Have we lingered too long in the glittering halls of cutting edge? Have we forgotten the real goals of reliable, trustworthy, and functional banking? Is it time to find the real magic in building a bank that works? Welcome to Functional Banking Magic, a podcast that aims to tell the stories of the magic in a bank that works. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next episode of Functional Banking Magic Post Office Blues. This time we are looking at the post office in the UK. And our guest for today is Andra Sinea, writer, researcher, and PhD student on finance technology and strategy. And I think our audience remembers her from over a year ago where you came on to talk about uh, research that you were doing on rural uh, bank uh, offerings and services in the UK. Uh, so this is we're again bringing you back for for some of our some of our research. But uh, hello, Andra, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. So um, so this is called uh, Post Office Blues, and some of you may know there, there's been a 20-year-old scandal that's been going on in the UK that was covered uh, in the press, but most recently it was a drama on a ITV TV show looking at uh, basically the many lives that were ruined by an IT failure called, uh, an IT system called Horizon that caused a lot of transactions at subposts. Uh, post offices to be inaccurate. Um, and uh, you posted a wonderful LinkedIn post looking at the role the post office kind of plays in the UK, and especially specifically in regards to banking infrastructure. So there's a lot of column inches around the closure of bank branches, and that and that uh, that trend is not UK specific. That's happening mm-hmm. in many countries. Um, and it's usually blamed on, you know, footfall, shortfalls and, and the move to, to digital. And then, of course, uh, many people bring up the very real problem that a lot of people are left out of the banking system when physical branches disappear, which is usually older people, uh, people in rural communities and people with not easy access to digital technology. Um, when this happens, specifically in the UK, an answer that comes back a lot is, well, when you know, Barclays or NatWest or Lloyd's, there are lots of banks available, closed down in your village, you can always go to the post office (laughs) and deposit your money um, and to do basic banking services. So I wanted to bring you in because I wanted to talk about how sub-postmasters, since they've been so sort of abused over the past few years, how did they become de facto bank branch managers. Um, I mean, if the post office in the UK provides a vital service to communities, specifically as it picks up the slack from customers who are left wanting from the disappearance of bank branches on the high street, do they have what they need to succeed in this role? What does your research say about this? (laughs) Go ahead. The floor is yours. Yeah. Um, so I, I have to say that I stumbled uh, upon a post office as a provider of base, basic banking services because while I worked in banking innovation, I had no idea that they do that. Um, and I think my ignorance when I started academic research on banking <laughs> um, uh, pushed me to, to investigate further. And my perspective was um, initially um, 
to look at this uh, sector or this field or um, everyday banking as a critical national infrastructure of a country, mm. uh, which is the case not only for UK but for many other countries. Because I'll, I'll um, just give you an idea what what this is and why these people ended up being infrastructure. Um, so in the in the UK. We say that uh, facilities, systems, sites, people, networks, processes necessary for a country to function and upon which daily life depends are critical national infrastructure. Mm. There are other definitions in other countries usually focused on, okay, if we destroy the thing, do we affect the economy or the people? Uh, finance in general is seen as critical national infrastructure, but... As we know, <laughs> finance has so many layers and so many industries underneath. I chose to look at this layer, which is uh, basic banking services. So I came across post office. And by law in the UK, uh, they are mandated to deliver these basic banking services through a basic framework. Okay. So in that post, I mentioned some entrustment letters. This is a formal name uh, for uh, the ministers, the government, to mandate the CEO, which at the time was Paula Venal, <laughs> <laughs> um, to deliver what what it, what um, it's called. Um, it, it's a term from European um, uh, legislation. Uh, service of general economic interest. Mm -hmm. So this term, J, yeah. <laughs> shortens J, um, has has a has a meaning. So. Um, there are services which cannot normally be delivered by the market or you cannot be um, expect as a government to have them delivered by the market, uh, but they are necessary. They are fundamental. They are uh, this type of uh, services that uh, critical infrastructure deliver. Do you have electricity? Do you have water? Do you, you have, have roads? Do you, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. exactly. Do you have uh, access to your own money, basically? Mm. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a form that uh, allows you to participate to the social and economic life of, of this country. And we are looking, if we think about this uh, basic banking services as infrastructure, we are looking at inside, um, you know, the last mile delivery, you know. So what the point of having a pipeline of water if it doesn't reach your home? What the point of having the fabulous financial system that we have if you cannot access your own money and make payments? Mm. That's the yeah. same thing. So I was looking at this last mile. And I looked um, initially... Um, uh, computationally. So mm. I, I, I thought, how is it possible? I know, you're, you're very much a data researcher. I know you've got that, you know, it, a lot it, of data on this. Yeah, exactly. So I, I thought, how is it possible that, you know, with all these fabulous discourses in, uh, you know, finance and AI and so on, we don't even model the, the, this this mm. network. So other, other, other infrastructures, not only they are modeled, but they model the interdependencies between them. Here in the UK, we have a critical national infrastructure um, commission mm. of which finance is not a part mm. because we are a self-regulated industry. It, it's interesting. Sorry to interrupt you, but I mean, it was, I know that the, the actual, the IT uh, scandal and the, the, yeah. the that happened that was dramatized in the ITV show 
the and I, although I knew about it, the one thing I I the, the the drama show kind of showed me that I didn't quite realize is I always assumed that when you saw a post office inside a convenience store or a, or a village shop or a bakery that it was run by separate people. It was just co-located. Mm-hmm. But no, like normally, like there are people that are running two businesses oh, at the same yeah. time, yeah. which I thought was a bit shocking. I mean, so, how is that? If if these if these points of uh, you know nodes all over the country are considered part of you know basic banking services and critical infrastructure to the country are they being given the resources to deliver that at all in my view no and um, I might not have a complete view but I, I, I did spend a lot of time analyzing what what happened um, the lack of transparency over this network is astounding so in ex- so in exchange for considering post office critical national infrastructure or deliverer of a service of general economic interest, the UK government was allowed to fund the transformation of the network, mm-hmm. which otherwise you were not allowed to, you know, put money in a commercial company because of competition. Right. Yeah. So um, when when they did this, they promised two things. One, a set of access criteria, which were not well thought through, but they are there. Um, and they are expressed in, I don't know, uh, 90% of the population in the UK lives within three miles of a post office. It doesn't mean much, but that's an example. <laughs> and uh, another thing was that we have, or we will maintain 11,500 points of service across the country. You don't know where they are. You don't know anything. Any methodology is not made public. Now, if these people are given what they are needed to run this, it, it's not visible because there, there is a typology of post offices and there is nowhere published. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the typology would be, or the end of the chain would be, we have crown post offices. Um they are, I don't know, I think less than 2% of the, um, of the number of post offices in the country. And that's the typical, the post office that we knew in the middle of the town, the big building. Mm-hmm. There you expect all the all type of services. Then you have the agency ones, which could be anybody who takes a, a, a license. But here you have a wide specter. You have the chains like WH Smith and you mm-hmm. have McCall and other uh, chains of convenience shops and you have the real mom and pop shop, the guys that we've seen in Heritage, uh, in uh, Horizon uh, Scandal. Mm-hmm. And these guys run usually the outreach mm-hmm. events. So you could say WH Smith, okay, big company, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. The danger for the UK is that if one of these chains of convenience shops collapses, there's another out, out goes your basic <laughs> banking <laughs> because mm-hmm. it, they they deliver basic banking yeah mm-hmm. so i i think with this um, this uh, hat on not about mm-hmm. all the other services but these mom and pop shops you see them also running five vans in the area five mm-hmm. five vans going on the hills of wales and stopping in the villages which have absolutely nothing you know the, the, the um, those people, not only they don't have branches, they don't have post offices either. What these people were supposed to be to be given to do their job properly, they should fund their training. It's mm-hmm. not fair that they are supposed to do uh, all sorts of activities for which brand, uh, branches are, are um, uh, dedicated, let's say, 
and um, they don't often have the space for you know running a private <laughs> uh, type of um, Be, being uh, a, a bank branch manager basically that's, yes yeah. yes 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 for the area um, they they should be treated with more respect in the sense that the rules the the, the, the relationship in this banking framework between post office and the banks it's unequal. So mm -hmm. maybe the post office limited, which is that tiny organization which runs, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, belongs to the government. They make the link with the with the with the banks, and maybe they feel, oh, that's fine, that that uh, that's okay. That kind of but, hub hub model that people talk about a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but but those people, the the the, the ones who run the na network, don't receive the, the 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 information from the banks when they when they change the rules. To give you an example, uh, I think recently there was a um, uh, there was in the news that uh, Financial Conduct Authority wants to put a stop to money laundering in the post offices. And I was like, okay, really? So what? what, 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 what <laughs> so what now they have to be AML experts. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what, what exactly is happening? So um, the the idea was that you know uh, in the post office they don't don't do proper checks and people are depositing things and they are not supposed to do it. Banks, so twenty eight of them or twenty seven depends when you look, which are part of this framework, started lowering the threshold for deposit, and each of them has a different threshold. For this bank, Bank A, you can deposit 2000 For this one, 2500 For this one, you need a paper slip. For that one, you don't need a paper slip. Mm. You have a guy in a van. <laughs> <laughs> and people t come to him trying to deposit money. Let's say the, the, the ones who deposit money. Like a small business. you know, you Small businesses. Yes, yeah, small businesses. Because... Banking is not only an individual choice, this type of basic banking. It's, it, it depends on the area. So mm -hmm. I, I did field research this, this year, which was which brought me to tears, honestly. But So you go in Pembrokeshire, agricultural um, area, functions on cash. People in the farm work on cash. They spend cash. Mm. And the farmer needs to deposit and to get um, uh, cash. This is how the area functions. Mm -hmm. And... Um, where they can go, assume that they can go to the nearest thing, which is a post office van, and it depends where the farm has the account. The guy in the van would tell, would tell him, okay, let's try to deposit this money. And they try, 2,000, it doesn't work. 1,800, the system says no. 1,600, the system says no. This is not a way to yeah. treat these people, you know? And then you ask, okay, so... This guy who tried to deposit the money will next time come to you because what the point, yeah. you know, if it's trial and error, maybe he needs all the money in his account, you know. Um, and he say, yeah, true, maybe they will not. So I said, okay, so if they don't come to you, where do they go? And usually they mention the cities on the coast, which is a 30-mile trip because this is where you have the branches. And you think, oh, I never heard about this distance. <laughs> and whatever I was measuring, you know, I was measuring, oh, the closest point, the closest thing, all sorts of uh, fancy models. But then what people actually do when they fail to, to, in these basic activities, very basic activities, they go for 35 miles. So we fail the person who owns a post office, who mm. goes through the... 
effort of running the vans. You're filling them. You're filling the people coming to the post office. Yeah, because they are not allowed to to run the full mm. service or communicate properly with the customers. Come here if you want to deposit under <laughs> $1,500. Yeah, <laughs> and if you have a paper slip from Barclays, mm -hmm. which you picked up, mm -hmm. I don't know where. Not here, because I don't have pay slips <laughs> from 28. Uh, you know, mm. the burden put on them, the, mm. the the lack of communication for, needless to say, training, for doing their 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 job. And they don't have a choice. They cannot say, uh, by the way, here I don't run basic banking services because anyway, I pay them from my pocket. <laughs> the, 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 what I'm reimbursed for these services doesn't cover my cost. You you've seen yeah it, you've seen in the movie that guy who was uh, attacked because he was having a safe and he was having money. They were going robbed. Yeah. So the assumption is that these people take money. They have money. They put themselves at risk. You know. Mm. Yeah. For what? <laughs> for three pounds? Uh, yes. Or for eight pounds? For it's just. <laughs> is there a solution? I mean, I go, I go back to. You know, having, I do believe having access to basic banking services is a, a fundamental right. You know, absolutely. It's like absolutely. being able to go to the hospital and have an education and, you know, walk on the street. And, you know, if, if, if somehow the country is supposed to provide basic banking services and it's failing dramatically in some cases, what, I mean, what's the solution to this then? First, not lying. Um, <laughs> Um, Not covering things up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, in 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 the in the movie, the, the people ask themselves sometimes: is it ignorance or, or, or stupidity? Or I, I don't. I don't believe that uh, people are stupid. I don't even believe that they are ignorant. I just think that they didn't leave their nice offices to see what happens in in this country. Mm. And how people really do banking, and uh, and and I mean very basic, very basic needs. So I I stayed this summer in many parking lots waiting for vans to come, banks or post banks usually, and they didn't. Um, I tried to find out when these vans come, despite my huge amount of data. And they send you to Cora, the AI uh, advisor, who is polite to the point that it makes you sick uh, <laughs> and cannot tell you if that damn van will come or not. The, the physical unbundling of the banking services, it inflicted on the most vulnerable in the society. Mm. Mm. So we praised the unbundling, the digital unbundling, simply yep. because we have... <laughs> good phones and we bundle on our phones for convenience the services that are good for us. And the people that are praising the unbundling don't have a small farm in Pembertshire, you know. Yeah. It, 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 it's the unbundling, it, it, it doesn't, physical unbundling doesn't lead to bundling because in the post office you go but you cannot pay your credit card. You can pay utilities. So if you pay the if you want to pay the credit card, you still have to go to the branch if you're not digital. <laughs> but in if you go to the branch, to a mobile branch, um, you can pay the credit card with a check, but not the utilities with a card. <laughs> and I was like 
How? How? You need a how? degree to yeah, find out exactly. what you can do. <laughs> for, for the most common things, the, these these people are supposed to run around the whole area, miles and miles, uh, and, and they cannot do it. So what the solution or what we can do? So first, stop lying. Look at the look at the whole system of of everyday banking by by services because we dismantled it completely. And we have to figure out, if I want to deposit cash, assume that there are people who deposit cash, where you can do it in this country. And then you have a map. So ignore post office, branches, and so on. Um, if you, if I want to do this type of service, if I want to um, pay utilities, if I want to pay credit cards, the maps look completely, completely different. And and if 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 we are to treat this seriously as infrastructure... Uh, and I think we are at the danger if we don't. Um, we have to integrate with um, modeling the um, everyday banking infrastructure with the electricity grid and with the telecom. Mm. So if we said, oh, yeah. everybody is digital. Completely okay. agree with you on that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then we depend on something else. Yeah. Mm. If we say, but by the way, we still need the physical points then you should know where they are and you, 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 you should know that, you know, on Wednesday you cannot do banking in half of Wales at all. <laughs> you know, so bad luck, bad luck to you. So it's like the are, 1950s again. <laughs> yeah, there are many, there are many ways um, and, and research, not not only, only mine. So I worked with my uh, colleague from uh Germany Rene Westerholt who is a specialist in spatial planning but they are um in in Leeds it's professor Comber in Wales it's uh Michael Langford Price Higgs these are people who um way ahead me um modeled um accessibility to these networks and 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 I I'm sure they try to 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 present this to policymakers so they make wiser decisions they 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 ignore it on purpose, in in my view, um, and I don't know what is to get out of it. Nothing really, nothing. Um, it it because when a network um, dismantles beyond a particular point, it, it's very difficult to create the connections back and and so on. And very importantly, both banks and the post office shouldn't think that if they closed whatever point uh, they disappeared from people's conscious, uh, consciousness or those buildings are the biggest buildings in the villages and the small towns mm. and they lay empty they still carry their signs on them it's still written post office it's a general post office it's still written Lloyd's and Barclays and HSBC and they are empty and abandoned and they are monuments of abandonment Mm. And if they tell me that, for example, Barclay opens Barclay Local, where you find, I quote from their site, a friendly face to talk about your money, I, 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 the language fails me here. But people don't want a friendly face to talk about their money. <laughs> they, they want a place to deposit their money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. if they drive 15 miles to the friendly face. <laughs> Well, my local Barclays became a Pentecostal church, um, but so it's not empty at least. Um, but um, I really think you need to write a book about this. We need to have all the stories of these people that you've spoken to. But uh, oh, yeah. you know, maybe maybe I'll ghostwrite it for you. Um, but anyway, Andre, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. My pleasure. Yes, you're our, one of our favorite guests. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to Functional Banking Magic, which runs monthly 
out of the banker. You can listen to this podcast on thebanker.com, Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcast fix. If you'd like to be a guest on Functional Banking Magic, you can contact Liz Lumley at elizabeth.lumley at ft.com. Thank you.